everybody. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Disaster Movies Week 2 takes us on a little trip away from the, like, weather system types of disasters. Uh, yeah. A little bit. It kind of is. It, it ties it's, in a teeny it, bit yeah, like, towards the beginning. It's part of it, but it's sort of not. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this takes us to one of my favorite kinds of movies uh, not just because this movie specifically is one that I've seen a million times and uh, could like quote along with it as I was watching it <laughs> um, and have been wanting to do forever. So like super stoked about that. But I love the like there's a team of people and they're doing things and kind of like one by one they're getting like picked off in ways. And like mm-hmm. it's always fun, you know, if it's like a like an alien movie or something where there's like monsters that are doing it. But there's also something to be said for the movie where it's just like it's just what's happening. Yeah. It's just the the world that they are in yeah. <laughs> is taking them out this, one this by situation one. Yeah, is this just... scenario is doing them in. Uh, it's sort of like survival, uh, definitely like action. Nowhere does it get described as a disaster movie, but fuck them. Like, I'm going to describe it. We're using it. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> There's I mean, no going back now. Two hours and four minutes. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we watched it. There And there are multiple disasters within this movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> A disastrous situation. Yes. (laughs) Uh, To be pedantic about it. But uh, like I said, had been looking forward to talking about this movie because I remembered it so well. It was none of the like action and events that were taking place that like caught me by surprise, you know, because it's like, oh, no, yeah, I'm fucking I've seen this fucking movie. (laughs) So, you know, I knew who who I knew who bit it and when and how and sometimes like the exact moment that it happened, you know, like, oh, yeah, and yeah, they're right there. Like I knew that it was coming. (laughs) It was really more like watching it. And even though I know Dick about mountain climbing and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Watching it now as an adult who can at least have some form of common sense about mountain climbing mm-hmm. and realizing like 20 minutes in easily that like, oh, everybody in this movie is a fucking idiot. Nobody follows <laughs> any kinds of procedures for safety or takes it seriously at all. Even if they're considered like the best professional climbers in the business, yeah. well, they all try. of them are stupid and terrible. No, they're all terrible and awful. <laughs> Even One... the ones who are heroic are stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But there is so so much to talk about in this ridiculous movie uh, that we did here for week two, which is the 2000 American survival thriller film Vertical Limit. Oh, Vertical (laughs) Limit. Oh, my goodness gracious. What a cast. I love the cast of this movie. I think Mm -hmm. they are so fantastic. Everybody is the perfect role. I I, I don't feel like anybody is cast out of place, even if it's not somebody who's like gigantic and huge. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, no, yeah, that's that's the guy. It was (laughs) as soon as that opening prologue ended and it cut to fucking uh, Chris O'Donnell taking mm-hmm. pictures of like antelopes and stuff and like i looked at him i was like he is the like late 90s chris pratt yeah of his day he's yeah, the yeah. guy he would have been fucking star lord in the 90s version of, <laughs> of marvel movies if they did him back then he's Absolutely. totally totally that dude and like he's so good in this even though it's not great yeah really at all 
like I wrote down way towards the end that like this movie has a better ending than the like hour and 45 minutes that had built up deserved <laughs> you know it's like there's just so much sort of nonsense and padding and like weirdness that's yeah. going on throughout the whole thing but when you get to that like kind of final moments it's like oh this actually all worked together kind of so perfectly this movie didn't deserve this ending <laughs> this is too good <laughs> but to get there we have to break down what the fuck this whole thing is about because yeah. hilariously imdb describes it so vaguely like there's like just no mention of the many 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 specifics that are going on here in this scenario because you hear this and it's just like oh that's it and it's like oh no there's more yeah. <laughs> well, just hold on because on imdb it says <clears throat> a climber must rescue his sister on top of k2 one of the world's biggest mountains that's it there's so <laughs> That's much the whole thing right there's so much it's, it's, more it's it's not wrong at all no that is what sort of is happening it's just that at it's the, not the third <laughs> third of it yeah it's just like <laughs> it's just that it's not just her it's several other people and it's mm. not just him it's several other people yeah. <laughs> there's like, this whole big supporting cast there's a billionaire there's a mountain man there's you know what i mean there's all these crazy now there's some australian dudes like yeah <laughs> all these fucking people that are involved in it uh including like uh, this military base which i realized later on i was like oh they're only there to set up why they get nitroglycerin <laughs> Yes. For the like super crazy action bullshit that starts happening later on in the movie. Yeah. Because when they when it started, like I I remembered how it opened, and I remembered most of everything once things really start get going. Mm -hmm. But as with most movies that I saw long <laughs> ago, opening twenty minutes can tend to be a little fishy <laughs> in the memory. Um, That's so funny because I. You know, with Bill Paxton being in this uh -huh. and like hearing you talk about how much you watch this, I'm like, this was your twister. And I'm like, <laughs> I remember every single line like I can I can talk along with the characters uh -huh. from the very beginning when, you know, they're watching the news <laughs> and the tornado warning comes on and then they got to. Daddy, Daddy, Toby's still outside. Like, <laughs> totally, hundred <laughs> um, percent. This is my Bill Paxton disaster movie. Which uh, <laughs> quick sidebar? I did not like him being the bad guy. Oh, it was great though. I oh, he's so good at he it. He is, but uh, <laughs> this is the first so time I've seen good. him as a bad guy. Oh, that is hilarious to me because he's such a good bad guy. <laughs> oh, he's so smarmy and oh. <clears throat> He also, despite being uh, described as from Texas, <laughs> he did not seem Texan at all. I don't know no. if it was a choice to not even try <laughs> or if it was like a gag on the idea that like maybe he made his money in Texas, but he's not from Texas. Like, yeah. that's probably what Paxton was thinking. Like, I'm not fucking putting on that accent. Yeah. I'm just going to be me. Because yeah. um, <clears throat> he's so fucking good. He is. He's so, oh, he's so like charming, but like, God damn it. You oh, there's something mm. snaky about you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's something about that gap tooth that I don't trust. <laughs> you motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> but he is he is uh, so so good. Scott Glenn playing Montgomery Wick, uh, who I'm sure you you remember. He's in uh, Silence of the Lambs. He's uh, Clarice's boss. Okay. In Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I knew I, he looked really familiar. Yeah, I'm dude. sure I've seen him in something else too. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's he I I dig his vibe in this. Like this was my uh introduction to him. Like it was mm. not my introduction to Chris O'Donnell because he was in a couple of Batman movies before this. So okay. I totally fucking saw yeah. all those. So it was like, look, it's Robin in a mountain climbing movie. Um <clears throat> Scott, Of course he was Robin. Yeah. Uh I really honestly don't know what I saw Bill Paxton in first because it might honestly be true lies, <laughs> which is <laughs> super wild because it's a really small role, but he's like an insufferable jackass in it. So like that is my vibe of Paxton more so than the like, hey, oh shucks, let's be a hero guy kind of guy. Yeah. It's no, so was, funny to me. That was my Bill Paxton <laughs> my whole childhood. That was all I knew him from. Yeah. It was the only Bill Paxton movie I had seen until <laughs> We watched Club Dread. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Club Dread, that one, too. Oh, Paxton. Uh, but then also you got uh, Robin Thune or Thunny or whatever who plays his sister mm -hmm. who was in The Craft. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, shit, I completely forgot about that. I, had, I, I saw it when I looked it up because I haven't seen The Craft in fucking forever. And I only think back and I think like Bruce Balk and Nev Campbell, right? Mm -hmm. and, but I, I don't remember the others. Uh. Yeah, no, it took me a moment. Like when I first saw, you know, obviously opening scene, they're the they're climbing, two kids they got are like climbing helmets, with their right. Yeah, but like she said something, mm -hmm. and it like reminded me of something from the craft, and I was like, oh, dip, <laughs> oh, look at you. All right, let's do this. Yeah. Rock climbing now, sweet. Let's go. Yeah, uh, I really, I, I've always really liked her mm -hmm. in this in this movie specifically because it's the one that I've known her for. But I've always <laughs> thought her to be really believable, and then in this viewing of it, I was like, oh man, she's awful. You know, like this movie starts with such tragedy. Yeah. In such a ridiculous scenario. Right. <laughs> that I, I I looked up this video of a uh of a rock climber uh reviewing Hollywood movie climbing scenes. Mm -hmm. And the opening of this movie was one of them. Of course. And he was like, This might be the worst movie climbing ever done. Like <laughs> none of this makes any sense. They would never be in this scenario. Like Peter would never cut his dad loose because his dad would never ask him to cut him loose because if they're already hanging there by their equipment, then it's going to hold them. Yeah. Like it's, it already held you. So it's, it's going to hold. So now you can like calm down and figure some shit out. There's no panic. There should not be this panic that they are having. Like the characters inherently are terrible climbers. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. So it's, it's tough to judge the scene knowing that. Where it's like, okay, yeah, he definitely shouldn't have cut his dad down. Yeah. Um, however, his dad was screaming at him to do it. Yeah. And that if he didn't, he was killing his sister. Yeah. <laughs> like, that That opening is so fucking, like, balls-to-the-wall drama crazy. Mm -hmm. Once they fucking fall off that wall and are dangling there, yeah. it is just like, Peter. You have to fucking kill me or you are killing all of us. And then her being like, nah, just shrieking the entire time. And that like slow pan in <laughs> Chris O'Donnell just like, uh, 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 you can see the panic on his face of his like fucking brain breaking. I'm like, mm -hmm. what do? What do now? I don't. Like he yeah. was just, and then, and then it just cuts. Like, I don't know how they didn't think that that was a funny cut because it is. The fact that it just like comes in on him as he's like, uh, 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 and it doesn't show the rope cut. Yeah. But then it just cuts to like landscape. 
corpse, blam, right in front, <laughs> right into the fucking frame. Uh, it's so timed comedically. Yeah. And you're like, this is literally the, the like, I wrote down <laughs> my note about the whole scene because I know it so well. I didn't need to like, oh, and then the cam starts slipping and then they got to make sure that the two guys are on him and the dad flips backwards so the two guys fall to their death. Like, I knew all of that. But like, I just wrote down, I was like, oh yeah, amateurs fuck up uh, and they fuck up Peter and Annie's lives forever. <laughs> like, because those other idiot climbers were apparently terrible. Uh, they kill <laughs> their dad and ruin their lives. <laughs> yeah, my my sum up of it was someone drops a bag. There's a chain reaction of people pulling each other down. Peter has to cut his dad free to save himself and his sister. Three years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leopards are fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> Peter's taking pictures. <laughs> I liked the leopards because those seemed real. Yeah. Uh, that bird at the beginning did not. The, the the like CGI bird that they were following the, in the very the opening of the movie. Eagle. <laughs> yes, it was terrible. Definitely it looked look more hawk like also. <laughs> like I, look, I literally they're climbers. My, they're not birders. I, he works for Nat Geo. Later. Not at that point. My first note was nice hawk. <laughs> <laughs> And then the movie immediately was a dick to you and was like, Eagle. And you're yeah. like, fuck you, that's a hawk. I write or eagle, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> sure. If you want to call it an eagle, I guess it's an eagle. The the thing that gets the siblings together before the whole real like big thing of the movie goes down is so weird to me that like it, it wouldn't have happened if Peter, that's the, I was going to say, just say Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. If Peter's, like, Sherpa dude didn't randomly trip and fall and get his leg caught and break. Yeah. Because if that if that hadn't happened, they would have just continued their little thing and then probably gone home. Yeah. But now that that dude's all fucked up, they have to call in a helicopter that brings him to the fucking military. Well, army base. That's, yeah. That's the closest doctor. Yeah, which is also apparently like right next door <laughs> to the K2 base camp, at least close enough that like, yeah, they just people pop back and forth all the time. Yeah. When things are needed or we need to talk about bombs and shit. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it probably helps to be friendly with like the local military if they're going to be that close if you're going to have a base camp right there like For sure. I guess what just seemed weird was that like <laughs> Tamura Morrison, who is so fucking great, I love him. He plays the <laughs> helicopter pilot. Mm. Like, what is uh, who's who is he working for? Like, he's for the military people, but like, so he flies out to go get the Sherpa for medical shit, and it's like, okay, well, I guess since like emergency, and we're out here, we might as well. Yeah. But then later, it's like we need to go climb up this mountain and go save some people. And it's like, all right, yeah, we'll just you, I'll fly up there. Like. Why? This isn't your problem. You're the military. I mean, none of what's going on up there is his problem at all. <laughs> the super billionaire guy probably paid to have him fly up there. Uh, if I mean, he was paying half a mil. Oh to, yeah. That, to each person going up to up there. Yeah, I yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. At least like a hundred thousand. Yeah, it's just like for one, it's like so crazy risky. You know, like, uh, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but the fact that when they, like, go up there with the helicopter and it's just like, oh, fucking fuck, like, getting from the helicopter to the mountain <clears throat> is, like, one of the most dangerous things they do in the movie. <laughs> like, Monique literally almost has her arms cut off. 
Also her head. <laughs> also her head. Um, <clears throat> but oh, like, man, I had some massive ER flashbacks. <laughs> oh, God, I can only imagine. Um, but, like, all that crazy fucking shit happens. And I wrote down, I was like, I get that time is of the essence here. But, like, if you all die, then this is for nothing. Like, just yeah. do, uh, go a little bit lower and let them off safely. I don't understand why it's like, well, we've hit the peak where the helicopter starts going. Arr, 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 arr. So I guess this is where we let you off. Like, why don't you go back down a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> before it started doing that. <laughs> like, just just drop, like, yeah. ten, 10 meters. Just a little bit. Like, find a spot. I don't know. It's, yeah. It just seems unnecessary. And obviously, this is an action movie. That's the whole point. Yeah. Because they're not just going to, like, step off of a helicopter. <laughs> uh, which explains most of the things that the people do in the movie is to make sure that it looks good for an action movie. Because <laughs> so much of it makes so little sense <laughs> when you really get down to it. But, like, the Sherpa getting hurt brings Peter to the base where he just then finds out that Elliot Vaughn, Bill Paxton's character, the billionaire, mm-hmm. is, like, sponsoring a climb up K2, scheduling it specifically so that they can be on the summit of the mountain <clears throat> to wave at the, like, charter flight of his new airline. Yes. <laughs> that is the entire point of this fucking climbing expedition is to like literally personally be there to wave them off <laughs> like a fucking jackass billionaire would. Um, <clears throat> what a like Elon thing to do. Oh God, seriously, right? Truthfully, the issue of the whole matter comes down to all of these professional climbers just rolling over for this fucking clown. Like, yes, okay, he has apparently climbed mountains before. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like he's, like, Mr. Burns, who's, like, you know, like, (laughs) he doesn't do things and is like, oh, I'm going to climb a mountain and everyone's going to carry me up there because I don't know what I'm doing. Like, okay, he he can climb. Yeah. But this specific mission on this specific day against the advisory of the weather and, like, all the sorts of things, every one of these fucking professional climbers just rolls over for him yeah in the face of death like that's what that's what is so crazy to me is that like this is not like a business thing you know what i mean like it should be that he can't get over on them like that yeah you know what i mean like because like he he tries that with that guy tom where he's like oh that'll be good for your business being the guy who turned around and and messed up or whatever. And I was like, Tom should see through this bullshit in an instant. Mm-hmm. If he's a professional climber, he should just be like, I'm not dying for you. Mm, point blank, right there. End of sentence. Yeah. That's what this is about, is that you want to go up there and wave at this fucking plane, and the mountain isn't going to let you. Yeah. So we're turning back. And the fact that he can just be like, oh, boo, 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 your business, that's not going to look good. And Tom fucking like, oh, okay. And fucking goes up there anyway. Like, uh, God, and what's her name? Annie? No, Mm -hmm. it is Annie. Okay. Like uh, Annie also the exact same thing. Like when Peter comes and sees her in the tent or whatever, doesn't he say, isn't that where he says like, I didn't think you could schedule this. Like, I thought that mountains just, you know, that you have to like go when it's open. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, it's like, you're on a magazine. You are a world famous climber. Like there is some sort of responsibility yeah. That you have here, where like if you're seeing all of the signs that are like, yeah, we're probably gonna die up there. Then don't, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just, just I oh, it's it's baffling. Just wait. Yeah, and then it's like extra heartbreaking that 
them going up to the mountain, getting predictably caught in the storm mm-hmm. <laughs> that everybody told them was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They could all see rolling in off the Seriously, peaks. Seriously, like, I don't even understand that. Mm-hmm. And they did a good enough job of having people say it a couple of times in the movie that when they showed it, I was like, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, people keep pointing and saying that's bad, and now I see it as bad. Yeah, right, like, guys? The, the amount of, like, white that's making it past the peak of the mountain is more. Yeah, like, it's... <laughs> Like bad, it's, it's building, bad news, guys. This, yeah, we turn back, right? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm a climbing idiot, and I know it. Yeah. Like, go turn, turn around. But yeah, they all get fucking trapped on the mountain, obviously, mm-hmm. and not all of them because some of them die. Of course, because they need to. <laughs> because they must. <laughs> um, but so it's the sister, it's the billionaire, and it's the guy who should have known better, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> who Oof. gets real injured. Yeah, and he's he's let's just say he doesn't make it. Uh, <laughs> he, there was no way he was going to. Yeah, there's really never a way for him to make it. Uh, the one sort of thing that I enjoyed, and enjoyed is a weird way to put it, like, yes! <laughs> but the one thing that I I, uh, I liked about the movie's like presentation or like an attempt to be kind of realistic in the face of all this crazy like physics-defying nonsense <laughs> um, was just the fact that, like, okay, yeah, as they're down in that fucking crevasse waiting for rescue, they are all getting worse the whole time and they can like barely stand barely talk constantly coughing all that Mm -hmm. and the movie doesn't just play it as like yeah no they're just kind of like oh we we don't feel good like they're really it's like degrading as the movie goes and it's done pretty well same with the people coming up the mountain Mm -hmm. like as it gets towards the end everybody is always huffing and puffing yeah and you're like good that's how this should be going. Like a really shitty old like 80s movie. Everybody would just be like, guys, this yeah. is what's happening here. Everything's fine. Yeah, but fucking Chris O'Donnell is like, <laughs> like the, the whole like third act of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you're like, as he should be. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's good. The only one who doesn't is like Scott Glenn. And that's because he's like a mountain man. Yeah. He's like one with the mountain. So yeah, like, he doesn't need to, he doesn't care about that. He doesn't eat oxygen up there. <laughs> he doesn't need toes either, apparently. I, I literally, before I knew what his name was, I was calling him Old Tolis. Old Tolis. <laughs> Not old. Old. Oh, of course. Um, But they all get trapped. And of course, a rescue mission must be uh, undertaken. And of course, it's going to be Peter, the brother, who's going to do it. The heartbreaking thing about the whole scenario is that like he is doing it to make up for cutting his dad loose Mm -hmm. and saving their lives. And again, in the retrospect of knowing how stupid that whole opening scenario is, like (laughs) at the very least... You can't fucking hold it against him if you hear the crazy shit his dad was yelling at him yeah. as he was up there. Where it like literally telling him that it's like you're killing yourself, you're killing your sister, you're fucking guy, you gotta kill, you gotta cut me. Oh god, like the craziest scenario where even if it's like it technically technically he didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. He, he, they probably could have gotten out of it. How the fuck do you hold it against him like she does? When they I, when yeah. they meet together again and she's just like basically like I can't fucking believe you did that mm-hmm. dad killer <laughs> like what the fuck lady oof so the fact that like the whole rescue mission is like i'm gonna make up for my mistake and it's like i you, you didn't make i one? don't yeah exactly like you did not make one you might have been coerced into making one by your father yeah that might be the harshest i would get with you because seriously it was that's fucking crazy ass shit that was going on there like that's Oh man, I, mm-hmm. I it's it 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 
really soured Annie. <laughs> you know, like obviously later on, it's just a case of like, well, and I don't want her to die. So, of course, I'm hoping the rescue is successful and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and, at the same time, you're like, you better fucking appreciate him <laughs> yeah. when he comes and rescues you because <laughs> you fucking challenged him. And to everyone else, she seemed pretty nice. Yeah. You know, especially to Tom, like she was like really try- even though she was feeling like crap herself, like she was trying to take care of him. Oh, yeah, totally. But the team that gets assembled obviously it's like the best part of these kinds of movies the like the team up the crew the mm. getting introduced to the side characters you know all the people who get all the good like jokes and jabs and stuff you know who get to say the things that like peter could never say because he's supposed to be you know <laughs> he'd never have any of the malcolm and cyril lines or anything yeah. like that um <clears throat> but like holy shit they're so fucking great like i love malcolm and cyril uh malcolm is ben mendelson who's been in a ton of stuff since that he was in the dark knight rises uh but he is he's so wonderful so like realizing in retrospect like i didn't put it together that he was him <laughs> like that the guy that i'd seen in stuff now was yeah. oh fuck he was malcolm until like maybe a couple <laughs> of years ago so this was like a real refresh watch of like look at him go he <laughs> he has some of the best moments in the movie for me still (laughs) i think my absolute favorite bit is when (laughs) and this and this this will speak to a whole thing with this whole k2 base camp thing that was like blowing my mind like all these fucking climbers like all Mm. these people who are apparently like they're for fun yes some of them are like millionaires who are doing it for whatever like frivolously yeah but like there seems to be plenty of like real professional climbers and shit yeah so many of them smoke that was seemed fucking crazy to me like yeah it's the year 2000 so like it wasn't like it was banned everywhere but like you're climbers this seems fucking crazy to me that there's this many of you that smoke but the scene when they pull open the fucking helicopter and yeah it's the helicopter and monique is sitting in the helicopter next to the canisters of nitroglycerin smoking a cigarette Mm -hmm. and then cyril i think says like oh we always hoped you'd blow us and then Malcolm has that like hilarious like deep snort laugh like <laughs> <laughs> like that's hysterical on its own uh-huh. but it's her stepping out of the helicopter like finishing the drag on her cigarette i think she even like snuffs it out or something and then just like <gasps> crack just punches Cyril <laughs> right in the face and Malcolm just like <laughs> he just like busts out laughing yeah. he thinks that's the greatest thing he's ever seen that uh, is one of my favorite little bits in the movie just like it's such a character thing where it's like yeah they're brothers mm-hmm. yeah they laugh at the same crude shit but he will think it's fucking hysterical that his brother just got decked in the face yeah <laughs> like, I love it so much it's one of my favorite bits uh Kareem, who's, did he say it was his cousin, right, Ali, who went mm-hmm. on the expedition with them, mm-hmm. and they're pretty sure that he didn't make it, and then Chris O'Donnell's got to be like, no, yeah, no, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, because yeah. it's clear, like, I, I don't know, in the sequence when everything goes down, like, it's clear that the other people are done so. Oh, <laughs> you absolutely. know what I mean? Like, they are on the mountain, and then the avalanche comes, and they are gone, they're, so they are done so, yeah. So it's clear that Ali ain't coming back. So yeah. that moment is just always feels so like, oh, yeah, no, no yeah, totally, totally. We maybe, maybe. You, um, you betcha, buddy. <laughs> yeah, sure thing, man. As long as you help. Um, <clears throat> and then originally it was gonna be Skip. The was he Australian? I think he was Australian. I, I, can't, so. I couldn't tell his accent, but his, possibly him, Kiwi. Yeah, maybe. 
But either way, I I had remembered that he does not go on the mission. Mm. And I was like, but he's going on the mission right now. Like, they're all talking about going, and they're like, yeah, and then me and Skiff are going to go, and then this and that, and then all the teams are getting let up or whatever, and then they're like, but we need we need Montgomery Wick. He's the fucking fastest climber out there. Crazy mountain man, <laughs> old Tolis up there. He, uh, he He's the one who can get you up there in the time you need before everybody fucking dies yeah. <laughs> of edema up there. Uh, so we need to go and find him. And then when they go and find him and he's like, no, I need somebody I trust down at base camp. Skip, you need to go down there. I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. That's what happens with Skip. Because I was like, I, he does not go. I know he does not go. What happens? <laughs> it's like, oh, right. Got to keep him safe. Yes, he takes his place. Uh, and the whole Montgomery Wick, Elliot Vaughn backstory stuff is so wonderful to mm-hmm. me just because... I don't know. I like the concept that there's somebody who's doing it, like that there's somebody in the team. You know, there's the guy who's doing it for his sister. And then mm-hmm. there's, you know, the people who are doing it because, hey, we're getting paid. We'll help or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it kind of seemed like the the Bench brothers were a little bit doing it out of like honor. Yeah. When they were when they were making fun of all the fucking like billionaires and people out there, you know, like, oh, why would we want to go climb mm-hmm. and do something like this? And we can just sit around and, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like you bunch of wankers or whatever they said. So it it seems like they're all in it for like altruistic purposes of like, yeah, they're they're fellow climbers. We should try to save them. Yeah. Uh, and then having Wick, who you're just like before all the backstory gets laid out, you're like. What's your end game? Yeah, sir? you're like, what's your angle? I love the like sort of wild card one where it's like, well, we 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 definitely could use his help, mm-hmm. and he's willing. Apparently, he's he's saying he'll do it. Yeah, it's just that I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> you know, you're like, I'm. I hope it just doesn't have anything to do with my sister. Like that's basically <laughs> Peter's <laughs> mindset here. Is like, as long as we can make sure she gets home safe. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I did find it ridiculous, though, that like they they talk about him a bunch before they go up and and see him, and they're yeah. talking about like, oh man, he's his wife was on an expedition with Elliot Vaughn, and uh, they got swept off the mountain, and not a bunch of them survived, and she oh she died up there, and he's been looking for her body ever since. And mm-hmm. it's like, of course, one of the avalanches caused by the nitroglycerin explosions <laughs> that are following these people because they keep dropping them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all of those explosions cause avalanches that then finally reveal his dead wife to him. Like, oh, hey, look, she's right over there. Check that out. <laughs> and there's still the like evidence left behind so that he knows for certain mm-hmm. that Vaughn did something bad so that he can fucking go up there and kill him. Yeah. Which is so funny to me is that he's like, he's joining the mission to save lives, except he's definitely going to kill Vaughn. Yeah. So like, he's actually probably the most altruistic of all of them because he's like, if I want Vaughn dead, I do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because he's fucking dead. <laughs> However, I will go through with the risk of going up here with all of you guys and this fucking nitroglycerin <clears throat> to go up there so that we can maybe save some innocent people. Yeah. Uh, and then while all your backs are turned, or, or while you're looking at me, I could care less. Yeah. I will kill Elliot <laughs> While Peter is staring him in the face. Yes. It, it sucks to, like, jump ahead because... There is a bunch of crazy nonsense that happens on their like on their trip up the mountain. <laughs> but we will eventually get to 
I, I did write a pretty big note, so hopefully I'll remember to talk about just how much I kind of really do like how the ending comes together. Like, I think it's actually a really well done little bit of like action movie storytelling. I think I feel terrible for Peter. <laughs> I, well, it's, it, he's in a rough spot. Um, <clears throat> but either way, so uh, it's Wick and Peter. They're going to go up as one team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the brothers get split up much to their chagrin, which mm-hmm. really honestly leads to like the saddest little bits. Honestly, even in a movie where someone's dad dies, yeah. I was way more emotional seeing Malcolm break down when he just knows that Cyril's gone. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, fuck, that's fucking crazy. But Malcolm goes with Kareem. Cyril goes with Monique. Cyril's the first one to bite it. Gets avalanched off a cliff. <laughs> uh, that whole bit was so scary to me as a kid. Just like thinking of that scenario of the, like the fact that it's just like his bag tips over mm-hmm. and he like Ooh, it goes to get it. And in that movement is just too much and it slips and there's just no stopping yeah. your plummet to the cliff. Like, holy fucking Christ, that's terrifying. Yeah. Just the innocent little bag tip. Is all it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole like he's dangling there and then Monique throws the little loop and then they're both dangling and then she swings him and then she falls and then he's up there and then the avalanche takes him. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit and much. Avalanche takes him after he secures a rope. Yes, so that she, she can, can climb up after the avalanche is done. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I really, I, I find it very funny that like that whole scenario happens and then they kind of cut away and then Monique shows up <laughs> to to Peter and Wick. Just she just caught up. Yeah. You know, and the fact that she takes that fucking her glove off and her fingers all fucked up and they have to like snap it back. Uh-huh. I'm like, how the fuck did you make it up to them? You are now one person with one usable fucking hand, and you've caught up to these dudes climbing? <laughs> Nobody is going fast enough. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to lay that out there right now. They are all going to die up there because nobody's going fast enough because how could you possibly catch up with them? That does not make any sense, especially when they were apparently going in different directions. Yeah. So like she was however far away and now has to double back to get over to them and yeah. somehow they are still there. But the like ridiculousness of what happens to Malcolm and Kareem. <laughs> Because it is, it is Absurd. such it is such absolute nonsense. <clears throat> like for one, I love all of their banter. I love his little bit when Kareem is praying, you know, and he's like, "Oh, well, yeah, you think uh, your God's gonna strike you down if you miss one prayer?" And they like both look at the canister of nitroglycerin, and he's like, "Fair enough. All right, <laughs> one prayer sounds good." You know, like that. that their whole bit was really mm. great together, and like you know, comforting him and all that stuff. Like it's wonderful. And it, it's, like, appropriate to me that they go out in the middle of laughing together. Yeah. That they're both just like, ah, like that. It's, like, a, a good moment. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just, like, a silly, like, we're laughing over you dropped a cup of water or whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's, <laughs> it's, like, how the whole scenario happens and comes to be, like, the sunlight and nitroglycerin plot point that, like, <laughs> suddenly comes up. That no one knew about. It's like, so I that that was that's a bit that I'll tell you I did not remember it happening that way. Okay. And so, <laughs> but like as soon as it was happening, like when I was watching the characters like burying their bags in snow, I was suddenly like, "Oh, that's right, that's what happens." Because in my mind, it was just that Malcolm and Kareem had stopped to take a break and like. Chunch, 
put their bags down and it started leaking and it leaked out into the sunlight and exploded them. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened. Uh, it's that they like rushed to go cover it with snow because they suddenly got word from the military yeah. that sunlight will blow up the nitroglycerin. Yeah. Now, I don't know how incompetent they were looking to make this military look because it's terrible. Yeah. Like the first sequence when they go into that shed to like, well, this is the stuff we're going to be using, this liquid nitroglycerin. The fact that nobody noticed a giant, like, hissing and bubbling puddle of, of nitroglycerin on the floor mm-hmm. that Skip steps in and stands in yeah. long enough for it to, like, basically soak into his entire shoe. Yeah. And then they're finally like, holy fucking shit, don't move. And then they toss it and it fucking explodes yeah. because it's covered in nitroglycerin. Like, for one, the fact that there is that. Like, that it leaked and was sitting there and nobody noticed or cared. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, then comes the the sequence that, like, kickstarts this whole pandemonium that yeah. is so ridiculous where it's just showing us the inside of that same place. Mm-hmm. And we see some canisters that are apparently, what, overfilled? Why are they, like, leaking up through the top? What they're, is, why aren't they? They're boiling. In okay. the sunlight. That's what was happening. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering. I was like, why is it coming out the top? Why is it not sealed inside? And like, fine. Why it, is it not? It's like boiling over because they're, it's overheating. There's too much sunlight on it. That's what's so fucking crazy, though, is that it's like, this shit sits here all the time. Does it not? It was covered. They uncovered it to show the Americans. And they fucking forgot that's the whole bit and there. And they never recovered it. And because it was like, there was like. A couple layers to the container that it was in that they took off and they to just, show them, and then they just never just put it back on. It back. They okay. all walked away, That's and then even funnier. <clears throat> Armory go boom. <laughs> Still funny, um, <clears throat> but like, so okay, fine. But just the idea that like, if you have all of that covering, then then you know this already. This should have been a part of it. This yeah. should have been a thing of like, so you make sure that the that you the, however you're packing your shit, you make sure that that's on the inside of something, yeah, so that there's no direct sunlight on it. Like they should have been warned of that immediately. So it's ridiculous that the army is suddenly like, oh fuck, we got to tell base camp, and then base camp's got to tell you guys. Yeah, it's like everybody should have already known this. This is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But then the other step of it though is <laughs> that how the army discovers this is impossible because all that fucking happens is that that shed explodes. You know what I mean? Like it's a shed full of nitroglycerin. They just showed that it leaked all over the floor and a boot covered in it could blow fucking like everything up. Like the idea that they're not just like, so I guess maybe like a rat or something got in there. I don't know. It just fucking blew. Like (laughs) you would imagine if it's that volatile and they're that bad at keeping it like contained (laughs) that they must've just been like, I don't know what happened, but maybe we shouldn't have this stuff anymore because <laughs> we are bad at this. The idea that it exploded and the guy like looked out there at the smoking rubble and was like, the sunlight did this. Like, how do you fucking come to that conclusion? How do you not come to any other possible conclusion? How do you not think maybe it got shelled or something? <laughs> I mean, maybe you would have heard the shell, but like, yeah. still, like, how do you not think sabotage or something <laughs> other than like, it was the sun. The sun blows this up. Like, you idiots. But yeah, that's what happens to fucking Kareem and Malcolm mm-hmm. is that they just kind of get like, I've rewatched that bit about a thousand times in my life. I still don't quite understand what they are trying to show us happened to them. 
because it's literally just the two of them sitting there. <clears throat> they drop the like water bottle. They start laughing about it. They like slap hands on shoulders. And then there's just this like, boo, and like the scene doesn't change. Like the scenery around them doesn't get blasted apart by anything. Like whatever they're sitting on kind of remains there. Like there's like a pile of snow and it still sits there. They just suddenly turn into like red jello and fly off the screen. And I'm like, (laughs) what did the nitroglycerin just do to them? Because like then it cuts and then there's like a real explosion and then people are like, oh, fucking explosion. But that quick shot of like the end of their lives is so I don't know what happens. I truthfully don't get it. It's like, uh, so the explosion creates a shockwave that like liquefied them <laughs> before the actual like <laughs> explosion occurs. I don't know what they were trying to get across. Uh, but after those two get exploded, uh, that's really the end of like the climbing crews uh, casualties on the mission until like the very, very end. But like I said, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but so... It's Peter and Monique and Wick. They're the only ones left. And uh, Annie finally gets through on the walkie-talkie down to Peter. And she's like, don't you fucking come up here and do this. Don't you dare. Like, you fucking idiot. Don't do this. (laughs) And uh, and then he does the whole, like, oh, I think it'll be good. We'll come back here someday to spread dad's ashes or some junk like that. Yeah. So, like, oh, I'm still coming. Don't you worry, little girl. And it's, like, obviously, duh. Like, they are already on their way. Yeah. Like, the idea of stopping now, it's, like, how fucking dumb are you going to feel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, if it's, like, oh, you know what? We actually held out for another three hours, so I got to suffer some more before I die <laughs> instead <laughs> of get rescued like I could have. Yeah. Fuck. Like, that. yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Why would you tell someone to stop? But so uh, he, he goes ahead... With Monique, mm-hmm. and they leave Wick behind for some reason. <laughs> I don't quite fully understand that because it's like it's the explosion that kills Malcolm and Kareem that like exposes his wife's body. Yeah, and then he finds the the container and he's like, I fucking knew that she didn't lose this. Mm-hmm. Like he used it on himself and fucking left her to die. And Peter's like, Are you gonna fucking kill him? And he's like, Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't think I can let you do that. And he's like, try. <laughs> yeah. And then he just, and then he kind of bails. But I don't recall exactly what happens in between then because, like, does he go off and, like, pray or some shit like he does or something? Because he comes to, like, the camp to see if Peter's there and mm-hmm. sees that they're gone and they're already climbing up. And he has to do that big, huge, like, jump across the chasm thing. Yeah. Which is, like, a decently cool stunt if it was, you know, real, but it's clearly not. So it's like, eh. Nice try. Yeah, like Tom Cruise would have done that for real. <laughs> he would have broken every bone in his body, but, but he would have done it for real. Tom Cruise is insane. That's true. So they go off ahead and just like leave Wick behind, which is mm-hmm. like you think you could like, you know, use the help. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. It's not like they like get in a fight. Like, yeah, okay, he doesn't want him to kill Vaughn, but like what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, like the fact that he has to that like Wick comes in like to like save the day later is really kind of the only reason they left him behind. Yeah, is so that there's somebody who can come in and save the day at the end instead of just having enough people there. You know what I mean? It's like instead it has to be him and Monique trying real hard and failing, and then him being <laughs> like a third person might have helped. You dicks could have told me it was right behind you. Yeah, I Ugh. mean. Monique did have her radio. It's I think she had her radio on too, so she heard the conversation between Peter and Annie. Yeah, I the, that quick little bit after it's over, and she's like, "Ooh," and like turns it off, and is like, "So did you like start hearing it?" And then we're like, "I could turn it off." 
but yeah, yeah. just listen to the whole thing um so yeah i mean i get that she had like an extra incentive of like oh i hear that and let's let's go let's go save him peter yeah or but, she but hears the fact, peter getting ready then like all right i, he, I can't I let him do going. it as yeah. alone. Oh, yeah i guess that is the better option that he was gonna leave everyone behind yeah and she's like well i don't know i guess they should have just left him a note i don't know i feel i feel like yeah. they left wick in the weeds there for yeah. no real reason um <clears throat> he got them so far yeah really <laughs> Uh, but like they get up there and they find the fucking beacon that was left by the survivors down in the crevasse. Oh, that the beacon. fucking sequence is so crazy to me. Like I don't, it, I don't think that the the moments in it are like mischaracterized because they're in such a like live or die scenario. Mm-hmm. It's just like holy shit, the fucked up stuff that you will like accept as what you have to do in a scenario like that because it's like okay so vaughn kills tom yeah because he's like i don't want to have to use any of this special medicine on you yeah i want it all apparently i need like five shots to myself (laughs) like the fact that he keeps stealing it from everybody is so ridiculous it's like there's a it's rationed out for a crew and he's like i need all of them (laughs) yeah (laughs) it only works if i take three or four of them like what the fuck well, no, uh, so that he can just keep prolonging his life his while everyone life. else dies. Well, yeah. Right, right. I, yeah. But either way, dick. Uh, he is dick. Uh, so, so they, they, so they kill Tom. Well, they don't kill Tom. He kills Tom. Uh, and he finds out that Tom's dead, and she's like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" And she goes and she like starts kind of beating up on as much uh, as she can Ellie as, a, yeah, as because, a weak, sick, yeah, a weak, a weak, tiny little baby. Uh, <laughs> It's just looking at like Bill Paxton and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I don't think this would be a fair fight at right at sea level. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a totally different story. Yeah, good <laughs> even good night's sleep. Yeah. Good breakfast. Party breakfast. Yeah. Uh, electrolytes. Um <clears throat> but like in their fight, it reveals a hole in the ice up to daylight and like, oh my god, a way for us mm-hmm. to somehow do something about this. So it's like, okay, so they make up a big plan. I love that crazy-ass contraption. I don't know how that shit works. I am not an engineer. But the, like, the pulley system that they set up to, like, pull that bag through the ice and shit. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, I believe that that works because it looks like a thing that people could engineer if they're smart and have, like, climber brains and know how to use all this gear to do shit like that. Like, I believe that that whole thing would work. I don't know how to build it, mm-hmm. but it's really dope. But like the fact that they're just like, oh fuck, there's a fucking hole. We need to find a way to show them where we are. We need uh to like, and they do all this off screen. But like they figure that okay, we need to like build a thing with these flares and this other shit that like will will shoot this thing up out of the ice and it'll explode the bag full of colored whatever the fuck because they were trying to melt something, right? Well, they were trying to get the ink out of pens to right. mix with water. There you go. And they couldn't melt it yeah, the, down or they couldn't break it or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and the he's ink like, was frozen. Yeah, and he's like, well, boil the water. And she's like, with what? And he's like, Ugh. <laughs> And they finally figure out that, like, oh, fuck, we're going to literally have to cut Tom open, Use his steal blood. his blood. <laughs> I mean, he's not using it anymore, but still, steal uh. his blood put it in this bag and shoot it up through the ice to explode it, to like leave a beacon for people to find. Yeah. So the fact that like literally moments ago, she was like, he's fucking dead. You fucking killed him. I'm going to beat you to death. And then like survival moment kicks in of like, holy fuck, there's a hole. We need to get something through that. 
hey tom <laughs> you know like just like yeah and the fact that and they're working together yeah you know like just moments ago we're gonna murder each other <laughs> and now it's like well fuck we this now we needs can to actually happen. get out yeah it's like one of uh even if the other plans to betray the other one <laughs> before <laughs> this is all said and done Whoever betrays the other will need this to be done, mm -hmm. so we both better do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's really in everyone's interest <laughs> to get this beacon up there. Um, so when they find it and they just like scoop out a little hole in the snow and like pour in a, like cups worth of fucking nitroglycerin, like mm -hmm. you re like the whole time they're talking about how like yeah they're trapped, they're buried, they need to use the nitroglycerin and all that stuff. Like okay, yeah, this whole time that's what this like whole thing has been about is they're going to put the nitroglycerin here they're going to put some sort of charge here and it's going to trigger it and blow mm -hmm. it up to do this mm -hmm. but just after watching the like canister fall out of cyril's bag and like drop down that cliff and fucking explode watching malcolm and kareem get like smeared <laughs> out of the universe by a horrifying <laughs> nitroglycerin explosion like you're just like, this is just going to kill everybody, isn't it? Like, what? I don't understand how anybody thought, like, there could be any possible precision in this operation. Or it's just like, people who have never used this shit before are just going to, like, fill a hole with it and be like, all right. I mean, let's see what happens. If, if they, <laughs> I use using a smaller amount is definitely the safer way to go. <laughs> True, but, like, just, they don't know. Like, the I, fact that Peter even picks his head up at all before it explodes like there's that moment where it's like it didn't go off just yet even though you figure it should have because the timer thing said it was whatever mm -hmm. and the fact that peter's like what the and then it goes off it's like bro yeah come on that's how you get decapitated <laughs> yeah that is how this all ends <laughs> pete <laughs> um <clears throat> but they use it they blow a hole oh my god there it is there's annie laying down there okay. almost yeah, dead <laughs> basically almost dead and, of course, they must get into another, like, terrifying human conga line of yeah. <laughs> of climbers, like, hooked to each other. Mm -hmm. So they start trying to bring Annie up, right? They can't keep, like, a hold of her. And that's when Wick rolls in, right? Like, they're, like, about to lose Annie back into the pits. <laughs> well, they're, they're, like, all three of them are about to just fall in. Right. Because Monique's anchor is coming out. Right. And then Wick shows up to like stomp yeah, on the anchor and save him. down and he's like, oh, I'm here to save the day and all that <laughs> shit. Um, this is where the whole like everything coming together as an ending I thought was just like actually pretty good even in a movie that's <laughs> kind of dumb. <laughs> but like as much as I might not actually blame Peter myself, I understand that his sort of storyline is like I need to try. I need to rescue her yeah. because I failed to 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 do the right thing back in the day. Uh, and then you got Wick, <clears throat> who is like, I want this fucking guy dead. You know, like, oh, my God, I just want to fucking kill this guy. Like, I don't give a shit about anything else. I just want to fucking kill this guy. And you get to this scenario where then, you know, Wick goes down into the little crevasse to, like, help get Annie all, you know, re-snug yeah. into the thing or whatever. And Vaughn, of course, assuming that Wick is there to kill him, <laughs> like like anybody <laughs> should in his scenario, um, <clears throat> like, attacks him. Yeah. And Wick, you know, not dying of edema is easily <laughs> able to, like, you know, overpower him and not fucking, you know, let him kill him. <clears throat> In fact, he very well could kill him and, like, holds yeah. him over a crevasse or whatever, but then gets to do the, like, actual heroic thing 
mm-hmm. and be like, snap, and like hook himself to Vaughn. Like, I'm going to fucking save your life, you piece of shit. Yeah. You're going to live with the fact that I saved your dumb piece of shit life. Like, Despite you being the reason my wife is dead. Yeah, like taking the high road and like, and doing it for real. You know, yeah. like there is, there's nothing here in this moment that implies he had any idea the end moment of this scene was going to happen. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I mean by this thing. It just feels so right. It's like, all right, fine. So he clips Vaughn behind him. Mm-hmm. clips Annie in front of him mm-hmm. and then Peter and Monique are up top and they're trying to pull everybody up or you know again some sort of like oh a shift something breaks something whatever and yeah. of course dangling people <laughs> you know, just <laughs> just terrified dangling climbers uh Peter at the top Annie below him Wick below her Vaughn below him and it's like okay of course it's mm-hmm. a it's a redo of the opening sequence but now Peter is not in a position to save Annie by cutting the rope. He would just kill her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, oh, God. Uh, obviously, in that scenario, it would be terrifying for him. I was very glad that the movie didn't put him in a scenario to do that, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it wasn't a scenario where, like, I'm going to have to cut someone loose. Oh, no. <laughs> like, again. Like, oh, no. So yeah. like, I was glad they took it out of his hands. So it's like, it's not even your problem to deal with now, Peter. You did all this fucking hard work to get up here to save your sister. You do not deserve to be put in yet another fucking <laughs> scenario like this. They even do, like, that moment when everyone's struggling and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do because there's too many fucking people on this rope and Monique and them can't hold it up there or whatever. And Peter's, he has that moment where he and Wick lock eyes and Peter gets that, like, same look he had with his dad at the beginning of, like, oh, God, no. Yeah. No, 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 don't tell me to do this. <laughs> you know, like he is, he is like, it's all of his nightmares coming true again. Yeah. At least, you know, he gave Peter the little nod. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, like, yeah, like, that's definitely. This is what has to happen. Totally. And the fact that it's like, oh, my God, what a brilliant ending for Montgomery Wick for this thing where it's like he gets to sort of be like one with the mountain. Mm-hmm. Like they mentioned that earlier about like any good climber. And obviously this is unfair generalization because there's plenty of good climbers that would prefer to (laughs) die on earth with their families instead of on a mountain but the idea that like oh any good climber would want to you know stay on the mountain or something like Mm -hmm. that so it's like okay so he's like a lifelong climber loves this place loves this mountain loves doing this so what a what a better place to be at rest i guess i don't know whatever Mm -hmm. um he gets to be the hero of clipping vaughn to himself and being like no i'm not going to murder you i am not a murderer who climbed a mountain to murder you however I do get to kill you yeah. because I get to cut this rope to be like a double hero Mm -hmm. to save Annie's life and also fuck you over. Yeah. This is the best. Snip. Save the kids. (sighs) Kill Vaughn. Be with his his wife again in whatever afterlife he believes in. Like, that's what he thinks he's going to. Good on him. Like, fucking A. What an ending for Wick. What a great, like, little bit of circumstance where it's like, it would suck if it, you know, like it would be a worse ending for him if they came up there, they pulled Annie out, and Wick like stepped on Vaughn's face and like kicked him off into the crevasse, mm-hmm. and then Wick went back down alive. 
that's a worse ending for him. Yeah. Because now he's a murderer. You know, he just <laughs> murdered a guy. Like, they got Annie out safe. Vaughn was like, just give me your hand and I'll be fine. And he's like, okay. And yeah. just, you know, kicks him into the abyss. That's a bad ending for him. This yeah. scenario, though, it just works. Everything works out perfectly. Chef's yeah. kiss. Yeah. For <laughs> sacrifice. Like, yeah, like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to murder you, but I am going to kill you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, and of course there must be in a movie like this in like a Hollywood action drama movie, whatever the kind of thing where it's like you follow the rule book of how you write the movies is that of course you must have a callback to whatever the opening scene was in mm-hmm. your final scene. Mm-hmm. So when she's laying there recovering and she's singing a song and he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what that song is. She's like, Oh, it's a good song. A winning song by the sound of it. And I'm like, you guys are romanticizing the conversation you had moments before your father died. Yeah, up to the point yes, that, like, like, the moment it happened, like, <laughs> you're going to start saying lines to each other. And then in the off in the side of your head, one of you guys is going to hear, like, watch out. And then you're going to go into, like, a PTSD flashback <laughs> of well, seeing the whole thing happen. Because in that conversation, like, they stopped because the next line said in the conversation was by their father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then dad said, oh. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's it's such a weird thing to call back to mm-hmm. when that opening scene was not happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's... Guys, I don't know about that. Mm. Uh, the, the other thing, though, that I loved about the very, very ending, though, that I definitely never really picked up on or noticed before, but it was <laughs> very obvious to me this time. Um, you know, you got to mm. love that they, the little memorial mm-hmm. thing that they have mm-hmm. for the climbers. Like, oh, it's so nice that they, you know, have that sort of thing. I'm sure that's a realistic type thing that they do for yeah. when people get lost on the mountains and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Love the fact that it was clearly all just production stills from the movie <laughs> because everyone was wearing the clothes they died in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Malcolm was wearing the exact outfit that he got blown up in. Cyril had the orange thing. Like It's like, okay, yes, that's like the stuff they own. Yeah, that's but their like, climbing gear. But like Malcolm's but... gear is so mismatched and like all like ramshackle put together that's like, I doubt it's the same outfit twice. Yeah. And like that's the exact same thing in that <laughs> fucking picture. <laughs> like they clearly just took pictures when they were making the movie and they're like, and then we're going to put that on there. Like, Well, maybe really? they take pictures of everyone before they go up the mountain so they know what everyone's <laughs> wearing. It, ooh. Oh, okay. I guess, I guess that could make sense. The thing that like really stuck out to me though, like the special effects and whatnot are fine in certain scenarios. I didn't find any of it to be like too bad. Some of the like crevasse cavern stuff was like just very clearly a set, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't, I, I didn't quite buy the like icy beard on yeah. Paxton. It looked kind of like stage snow beard. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It didn't quite work for me. The thing that bummed me out that I didn't really remember from watching it as a kid was how much the like avalanche shit is clear stock footage. Oh yeah. That has like no basis in like it does not cut together with the stuff that they shoot where it's like that was coming down a whole different kind of slope. Yep. And then it cuts to our people and they're somewhere way different. Yep. And it's like, guys, what are we doing here? Like, uh, it's 2000. You could do an avalanche. I yeah. can guarantee you could do an avalanche. <laughs> like, there's, uh, I don't know. There's, it was, there's at least not a larger selection of yeah, just I don't know. avalanche just footage. <laughs> better avalanche footage. I don't More know. Relevant. Like, 
or just like start a small avalanche. I don't know. Is that is that ethically dubious? I don't know. But like it get is a footage thing that's done, of a though, because yeah, again, like MythBusters started an avalanche because they tested like starting an avalanche with gunfire. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Things yeah. like that. So and like, like yeah, a, I'm a, sure they could cracking find of a, a whip. Like, yeah, like a, a controlled avalanche. Yeah. Like, they could have done... I mean, I'm, I'm not going to... Whatever, but it's a Hollywood movie. You think they'd be able to make it look good? Like, make it... Just make it look like it could match. Because, obviously, yeah. it looked good in the sense that it looked like an avalanche. Yeah. <clears throat> it just never cut together. No. It was really bad. I don't it know. I didn't like it. was definitely an avalanche on a different mountain. <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh, God. I loved... <laughs> I loved Paxton so much. In that like introductory bit when he's like talking to the crowd with the microphone and you know telling everybody about how great this is all gonna be, mm. I loved his delivery of just like rock on, ah! like it was so <laughs> Paxton. Oh, it was that was one of my favorite little bits. He's I, he's really fucking good. In this, I honestly. literally wrote, "Oh no!" His catchphrase is "rock on." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I also I didn't write down too many lines because again, so many of them are just like things that I remember. Like uh, I've always loved the. The little bit about uh, Monique's climbing skills that Skip says, like, oh. she a good climber? What's that scene, mate? Couldn't climb a ladder. <laughs> like, that good, huh? Like, I don't know. Those those little bits always stuck with me. I did love the the bit, though, when Paxton comes up with that syringe and Tom's just like, are you going to kill me now? And he's like, yes. <laughs> it just does. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. <clears throat> See, I uh, that is a good uh, Skip-Monique mm. description. I preferred back like closer to when Peter first got to base camp mm. and Skip told him, don't mind her. She's French Canadian. Some days she's Canadian and quite pleasant. Today, she's obviously French. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a line that as he was saying it, I was like, I remember this. Yep, now I remember this. That's a good one. <laughs> or uh, or Cyril's line to, to Peter after he explains the whole plan to all the climbers just 100,000 sperm and you were the fastest? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's such clearly the like uh, the the screenwriter like okay, we need to have some snarky characters so I could put in all the fun little jips and jabs that I've heard over the years <laughs> into my script and that one was clearly like what's what what are your 10 favorite insults to somebody and there's like the one about 100,000 sperm, that's a good one. Give that to the guy. Also, <laughs> at least one final thing cuz we have gone kind of long. Um, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous at how people were treating the moment when uh, <laughs> when Peter and Annie are speaking to each other with Morse code on the walkie talkies mm -hmm. after the after the cave in like they were speaking some secret twin language. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're climbers. Yeah. Do you guys not fucking know Morse code? Like, I don't know Morse code, so it's not like I'm trying to say I'm better than anybody, but, like, you're climbers. Yeah. You might be in a scenario where Morse code could be really valuable. I know SOS not, and Morse code. Yeah, like, at least that. Like, you that's, guys, nobody nobody <laughs> thought about this. Like, the idea that it was just like, ah, these kids, their dad taught them it. Like, all of you should know this. Right. This is weird that they're the only ones. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Tom's the only other one. He's like, that's Morse code. And he only says it out loud so that the dummies in the audience understand what's happening. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone <laughs> should really just be like good idea that's, that's a really good idea way to go and yeah. not specify it that was my reaction <laughs> was like that's that's pretty brilliant yeah use right the, use the frequency yeah use the static to, yeah. to to make morse code out of it with with pauses like yeah. yeah it's brilliant it's a great little idea love it everyone should have thought of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh i think that is honestly gonna have to wrap it up 
for popcorn for dinner for this week. Because uh, I, oh man, I... We'll just keep going. <laughs> yes, we will likely just keep going because it's just that that hilarious and, and great. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is Jeff. And Kelly. Up there, you're not dying. You're dead. You're dead.